we go. What's up? I'm re- I'm waiting on a song. <laughs> I don't have a good one this week. You, I thought about here's this. The thing. Here's what? the thing. No, you need to understand. They're never good and always good. <laughs> well, I was thinking about this song that's really annoying. And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's oh. and she said, Tosa, I both kind of like it. And then it's something we got. Usually I'm like kind of happy because it's usually a pleasant song that I'm happy to be reminded <laughs> of. But you started singing that and I immediately winced. <laughs> Just disdain. And I said, well, that's... The best thing we got. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Breakfast at Tiffany's is a fucking terrible movie. It's racist, <laughs> shitty, yeah. just, encourages horrible behavior. Number two, that song is like the worst. Like that song was like backwash from the alternative '90s right radio. You know, it was like yeah. it was like the post grunge. You know that this is what we were left with. This is what we were trying to find our way again. It was, we yeah. Like, it was like yeah. it was the 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 distilled commercialization of those alternative bands. You know, what was the name of that band? <sighs> Some kind of blue or something. Saint John's Wart. Saint John's. <laughs> That'd be a better one. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I think you're right with some kind of blue. Deep blue something. Deep blue sea, maybe? Deep blue something. Oh, deep blue something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing we got. Yeah. That's the one thing we got. <laughs> they were one of those, they were a one hit wonder, but there was like eight one hit wonders that sound almost exactly like that song, you know? They're of that same genre, which I, I guess is probably tracks to like the one hit wonders of the late eighties. It was just like the leftovers of the the genre of the decade, you know. I don't Do know. you listen to um the podcast Reply All? Uh I have it on my podcast thing and I don't I never never listen to it. I I'm gonna recommend to you speaking of like one hit wonders from that era. Yeah. Episode 158, The Case of the Missing Hit. Okay. It might I don't really I I subscribe to Reply All. I think Oh, it's was a, this when they were trying to figure out a song that they couldn't remember? Yes. Okay. So I had a this uh I forget what the guy's name, but some some comedian on on Twitter said, What is your like most frustrating musical memory or something? And I told her the story about when I was in Costa Rica and I had a fever and I was like hallucinating. Um, cause I had the flu and we stopped at this taco stand and I passed out and I heard this song and I still don't know if I heard the song on the radio at the taco stand or if it was like something my brain made up, you know? Yep. And I've tried my whole, you know, if this was like 2001 and my whole life since then, I've tried to figure out what that song was. And I, I commented that on his Twitter thing and like eight people replied to me and said, you got to listen to this podcast. Is this just about that? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I I don't ride for Reply All like I do some other podcasts. Yeah. I do think it's a very good podcast. Yeah. This episode is easily, without hesitation, top three podcast episodes, standalone episodes in the history of all of the podcasts I've ever listened all to. All right. Okay. It is so good. Yeah. Um, 
now, you know, I don't want to overhype it, even though I obviously just did. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's, um, and the fact that you've had that experience and that memory, it, it, you know, it'll, it'll be yeah, fun for you to resonate. listen to it. It'll frustrate um, me even more. I, it, it just hits all the notes in the sense yeah. that like it's journalism, it's a fun story, it's well-produced and I learned something yeah. like I don't really listen to podcasts to learn very often. Uh-huh. Um, it's maybe one third of my podcast diet is where I'm going to learn something. But usually if I want to listen to a podcast, I just want to be entertained. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> but this is a beautiful blend of both. Um, I wasn't, it's, it doesn't present itself as a, uh, educational podcast. It's, it's just in this investigation yeah. of trying to find a song, the journalist, learns himself and he's communicating what he learned and obviously i mean like maybe some people knew some stuff already but i learned a lot and it was you know i mean it's about the music industry so yeah naturally i was i was just like easily like interested in that yeah i'll check it out i've uh, I've had it recommended by several people all over the world how do you listen to your podcast what app do you use Uh, i use this app called dog catcher that i've used forever but it's increasingly becoming a little more like unstable um yeah so i've i've actually been using spotify more yeah i'm having a hard time transitioning like um last week's honoree number one fan honoree uh grizzles he introduced me to overwatch which was the app that i've been using it was like one of the first ones that lets you listen at like two times speed and stuff like that yeah and um it started to do it started to kind of fall apart the same way dog catcher has and i don't i'm not really that i can't be bothered to like go into spotify and subscribe to like the 60 podcasts that i subscribe i don't have that many because every time i've had to restart my phone it's like reset the apps i've had to resubscribe and i'm just like i paired everything down to just the ones i listen to regularly but the problem with spotify is i haven't i haven't gotten maybe i'm not looking at using the interface right but like dog catcher kind of reminds me what's new yeah, and then I'll forget about it if I put it in Spotify, you know. So yeah, what I've been doing yeah, is yeah. going to dog dog catcher now and being like, oh, I want to listen to that one. Oh, it's not going to load. Okay, I'll go over to Spotify and listen to it there, which is you know inefficient, but yeah, I don't but know. not that not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's like I'm using the the, the dog catcher as the aggregator, and then Spotify yeah. I'm listening to. But yeah, it is Spotify is pretty good with it. Um, uh, it it works pretty well. But, yeah, but I use Spotify, you know, all day, every day, anyway. So, cool. Yeah, well, welcome to episode one thirty four of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, "What's the hype?" Uh, we're your hosts, J Ho and Groove. <laughs> hey, yeah. why was that funny to me? <laughs> I don't know. I knew it was going to be a problem. <laughs> Where, where I always want to be like I'm your host. Hype? I'm your host, Jay Ho, and then it groove, and then you're like, uh, "Well, I'm the host too." No, that's not what I was laughing. I was laughing at the fact that you said episode 134, where we asked the question, "What's the hype?" Yeah, and then just as if that was the actual question, like waiting on an answer. <laughs> well, much of a, it, a pregnant mean, pause a after what's what's the hype? Well, it's like you stared me in the eyes. You didn't say hey I didn't say hey because I was laughing. Well, that's why I'm entertaining you. This part of this podcast is me entertaining you. So 
this entire podcast is me entertaining your girlfriend. <laughs> she is a big fan. She is. She is. I, I catch her laughing and I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, oh, it's something David said. It's never. Oh. I've. We've been. This is. I can say it. It's been 11 years. It's a continuous recording of this podcast. <laughs> and I have never had anyone ever say that I'm the funny one. <laughs> Well, she doesn't think I'm funny at all, so... She just didn't want to blow up your ego any more than it already is. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It is true. (laughs) It is true. It is. It is 100% true. Yeah, she does not want to encourage me. Oh, man. So, what's up? What's up? Uh, Any housekeeping? I mean... The standard three scroll long show note response text message from Bill, from which Bill. is like the best part of the week. Uh, Shout out to Bill. Yeah, last week's number one fan, Dan, headed into surgery two days from now. So I guess he'll be listening to this post-surgery. Oh, I hope he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's, he's going to be all right. It says shoulder surgery. Oh, yeah. Should be, should be okay. Like, um yeah, I'm a court, you know, like, yeah, but it, good, good vibes being sent to him. Yeah. Shout out he, to, uh, uh, shout out to him. Um, he will be, uh, taking any and all book recommendations during this time. So if anybody has a book recommendation for somebody that's forced to sit still for several weeks in a row, recovering from a shoulder surgery, feel free to email us at only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Hopefully those emails still forward to me. I've got, I think they do. Cause I think we tested that. Um, I've got a book recommendation. Okay. I've been listening. I've been uh, reading, uh, talking to girls about Duran Duran by, uh, but Rob Sheffield. What is it? Ro- is Rob it Sheffield. Did you read that Rob Sheffield love is a mixtape book? Nope. Okay. That's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, he, he's a writer for spin magazine and Rolling Stone and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and he does like pop culture music, mostly music stuff. Um, Love is a mixtape is fantastic too. It's pretty sad, but um, talking to girls about Duran Duran is a collection of his. It's like a collection of essays about eighties music, and he goes okay. through specific songs and relates them to uh, his life. Like one of the funniest ones is um, it's I think a Prince song, and he talks. He tells a story about how he one summer when he graduated high school he drove an ice cream truck. And uh, how he like he knew all the people on his route and everything, and I don't know. It's it's a fun. It's it's got funny moments in it. It's pretty easy to read. Cause you can just read a you know read a essay and put it down. Yeah, but it's been pretty good. Well, one of the books that I gave him uh, was a collection of essays from uh, John Jeremiah Sullivan, who's an essayist for like, you know, GQ and Esquire. Yeah. You know, just a freelance writer and. So I'm in on, um, I like a collection of essays. Yeah. Cause like usually I'm reading two or three different books at a time and, and an, a collection of essays is really easy just to read an essay and then go about my day. Yeah. I'm big on uh, collections of short stories too. I like a lot. So yeah, true. Uh, he's got this Rob Sheffield has another book about singing karaoke. Um, yeah. that's supposed to be really good that I, I have not read, but yeah. Well, I look forward to Bill giving us a full review of all three books because I don't know a single book that he hasn't read. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he probably knows Rob Sheffield. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, shout out to the usual crew. You know, shout out to Zell, shout out to Clave, shout out to Miss, shout out to Mitchell. 
Well, maybe not Mitchell, but well, not Mitchell. Well, Mitchell, Mitchell hooked me up with a sweet albino catfish from my aquarium this week. Oh yeah, he's like he's like on Facebook. He's like, you want an albino catfish? It's like, uh, yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna get it. You're in Raleigh, and he's like, I'll have someone bring it to your house tomorrow. So yeah, because he, he works for a pond management company, you know. Yeah, he's the dawn of fish yeah. from Eastern North Carolina. So old boy roll, rolls up to my house with a big giant box, and I open it up, and there's a huge bag in it with a little, little albino catfish in it. That's you know, amazing. In water, and now I have it in the tank. <laughs> what a guy! What a dude! Yeah, hey, I heard you like fish. <laughs> yeah, hey, you want you want albino catfish? All right. So I heard you got some of the new plants inside that aquarium here. Yeah, yeah, you need a catfish to go with it. The catfish. How are those plants, by the way? Are they still living? They're doing good, man. I put uh, I got yeah. some uh, fertilizer stuff for them, and um, they're starting to sprout new little little shoots. So. It's a good sign. I don't think I, I mean the odds of all different all they're they're tinted for species. So some of them probably aren't going to make it because our water isn't right for it or something, you know. Yeah. But it's it's doing pretty good. I didn't the last time I did this, I didn't know about fertilizing the plants, so I think I'm going to do better this time. So I, I I do have a little bit more um, housekeeping. Okay. I did go back and follow up and listen to the Magical Clouds and Endless Country songs. And then I went and listened to those albums. And for starters, I'll say I really like both of those songs that you put on the playlist, which, by the way, yeah. I made the playlist public this week. I, we've been talking about oh, this playlist. God, it's not been public. It has not been public. Uh, of course, nobody's asked about it. So nobody actually well, followed Jackie up. tried to play it the other day and couldn't. And then she I got I, she was able to play it somehow, but I had to share it with her. She couldn't find it. That's yeah, yeah. You, you so, have to find it. Like the people who have clicked on the link in the show notes have probably been able to listen to it. True. Yeah. Well, it's public now. So, um, cool. You know, if you want to, uh, I don't even know what my Potify username is. I think it's just David Ethier. Yeah. E T H I R. I mean, you so should you be able to there. search it now in playlists I O L T O S. Yeah. I O L T O S in the playlist. Yeah. So, so I went and listened to those songs and, and, you know, I mean, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I think, you know, your take on them, especially that, uh, the endless country was the one that like sounded like it was supposed to be recorded in like 1997. Yeah. It's like in yeah, 97, like, like, yeah. But it's I, I, what, what surprised me maybe either I wasn't listening or you didn't mention that that album came out this year. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it. Um, but I, it, I just in passing, it came out. It was not going to come out, and then apparently, the COVID stuff happened, and then the Bandcamp gave like a hundred percent of the proceeds to creators for a week or something. So he like they, they've been doing it on Fridays every now and again. They're doing it again this. Well, week they did yet. it, I think, for like a week straight at the beginning of this. Uh huh. Okay. And he released it to coincide with that, so that he would get all that money. Um, you know, so they kind of they rushed to get it out. Um but that's good yeah did you like the album yeah i i mean i like the album but the problem i think is and, and i'm not trying to sound like i i don't enjoy that genre as much as i used to yeah and so when i want to hear it i want to hear the bands that i've already yeah. had the relationship see with. I, i've got, i've had a re- renaissance of that genre of stuff uh-huh. like, you know the, the modest mouse and all that stuff so, well so get this i've I've had endless country like embedded in my subconscious because I I listened to it more than once. Right. Yeah. It was like three days in a row. I kept going back to it because I, I really wanted to, 
I wanted to honor your recommendation and like I was like enjoying it and so I was like yeah I'm gonna go back to this and listen to it again and then on Monday morning or no it was Monday night I was like when I wake up tomorrow morning I'm gonna put on the Lonesome Crowded West oh yeah yeah and I didn't do it on Tuesday morning I did it this morning so we're recording on Thursday July 2nd and I got to the gym and there's another person that lifts at the gym on Thursday mornings who is a diehard Modest Mouse fan. And usually it's in the fall or the autumn that I play Modest Mouse for like, you know, two weeks straight, just like the entire discography. But so it's not really a summertime thing for me, but I fucking cranked that album and it is, it's still so good. So I have that. That's the only Modest Mouse album I have on vinyl. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Actually, uh, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Teeth like God, shoe shine, man. Yeah, man. Um, well, uh, well, that's yeah. So, so I, I, I dug both those songs. I liked them, and uh, I'm. It's getting me excited to start dipping back into that IOL to us playlist. Yeah, yeah. There's some good stuff on there, man. Jackie, I think I've added some. Well. I mean, I'm constantly trying to add stuff. So, so I have my own personal playlist. Um, if anybody's going to my profile, it's called spring 2020 that I'm just like, anytime I hear, usually I listen to albums at a time, right? But anytime I hear new music, I'll add a song that stands out from the album to that playlist. Because sometimes when I'm just like bereft of inspiration of what I want to listen to, I'll put that pot, uh, that playlist on. And then when a song hits that I like, I'm like, Oh, I need to go listen to that album. I haven't spent enough time with that album and so now every time i add a song to that playlist i'm adding it to iol to us oh, i got well. you okay um because cool. i don't want the play i don't want that playlist to get stale yeah yeah i need to start adding some more stuff too but i haven't listened to much music this week i've just been doing other stuff but um yeah uh, the the good reverend zell he he hit me up on instagram I was like man i really like this uh magical clouds album that you recommended so oh that's cool yeah he was like he's like i jive with this kind of production i was like yeah man me too <laughs> Hell yeah, like, Zell. Yeah. Zell's keeping it real. What is that? Is he in Mississippi or Arkansas? Arkansas, I think, man. Arkansas, the only fucking just like vibes dude in his town. Yeah, just man. like it's out there. Reverence on a wavelength. His aesthetics, you know? He's into, he's yeah. into it. <laughs> the All right, so what's your hype? My hype is that you're going to laugh at this, but it's a big deal to me. Um, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. So to I've been playing... You. I, there's an online version of Magic the Gathering, right? Uh-huh. And they have they released a new type of version of it a couple of year like a year ago that does more like it's more like esports oriented. They're trying uh-huh. to make it like an esport, you know? I don't know if you follow streamers and stuff, but like they're they're trying to make it a big deal online. So, they have this thing now that if you finish in the tw- top 1200 people in a certain category, then you get invited to the Mythic Qualifier. And the Mythic mm-hmm. Qualifier is a tournament that if you do well in it, you get to go to this big, basically, esports tournament called the Mythic Championship. Just so you know, so far, I'm 100% in on this. Okay. So the Mythic Championship gives away like up to a million dollars, right? Okay. And it's on, and it's streamed on Twitch. It's They have commentators. It's done like sports, okay? Yep. Um, it's done like, uh, you know, your StarCraft... To League, of Legends, League yeah. of Legends, all this stuff. It's not on par with that because they're trying to make it big and Magic's just not that big. But anyway. Um, and it's not that fast paced, right? I mean, it's a very niche game, but they're trying to make it more accessible. But it's it, it struggles sometimes with that. But they're, they're just getting bigger. But 
I tried last month to make this top 1200 because I'm, I'm good at this one type of magic that's called limited where you open a pack and you, you build your deck out of the packs that you open. Yeah. So I finished just outside the 12 top 1200 last month and I was bummed. You have to make, you go, you go up a ladder and every time you go gold, platinum, diamond, uh, and then you get to mythic is the highest level. And then in mythic, you can get a number rank. Yeah. So last month I just missed it. And then this month I finished, I made it to the top and I was 300 in the world basically. Um, and I stopped playing at 300 because once you stop, like if you play and lose, then you you could drop out of it. Right. Yeah. But if you stop, you can hold your spot, but if enough people pass you, then you get knocked out. So the rest of the month I had to just keep watching my rank to see if I was going to have to play again. Yeah. Super nerve wracking. But I, and in the last day I was dropping like 20, 30 spots an hour and I was like, Oh yeah. God, all them kids trying to get in under the, under the deadline at the last minute. And I finished, uh, I finished eight forty three, and I got the invite to the, uh, mythic qualifier. So, so, so this is the middle, this is like the semifinals. Um, so the ladder is just playing against people. And, and so my rank on the ladder was just playing against people, my rank for the month. And then this thing is like a tournament that whoever does well in the tournament that I qualified for gets to go to this big thing. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. This is like the middle tier of the three major events. Yeah. And, and it's not a big, like this one I qualified for, it's not like I would make a lot of money or anything if I won. I don't know what you give, but but if you do well enough, you get to go to this other thing and you can, you, you're guaranteed, you know, thousands of dollars at least if you make that. I mean, it's unlikely I'd qualify for that, but I'm going to try really hard. Uh, well, it's unlikely the first time. I mean, them, them, the first team in the playoffs, they ain't going to win the first year. That's right. That's right. I got to, you, you know, got to get your reps in, get it in there. And I, I'm look, man, you're talking to, you know, you're talking to a career coach right now. I'm, go, I'm fully, right. I'm fully invested in your success. You're and, like, and you, you know, like we need to, we need to talk off mic about strategy. Yeah, I know. I need to get, I need some, I need some, uh, sports psychology. Yeah, you need some visualization tools. We need uh, to talk about yeah. meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm when when is the so what's the structure of this next tier of tournament? Is it <clears throat> are there games every day? Do you just sign in and is it basically the same thing? You got to win X amount of games so, to get a certain rank, and yeah, then you try it, to hold on to it. It'll be like a two day event, and you have to finish with a certain record on the first day to qualify for the second day. And then if you do well on the second day, you would qualify for this next thing, right? So it's a tournament over two days, three days, it, I think. Is um, it is it like in the calendar which two days it is? They haven't said it. They're real bad as a company about announcing this stuff. They mm-hmm. said they're going to announce soon when the dates are. But I found out that so if you qualify in June, July, or August, you qualify for the same tournament. So I can't qualify okay. again. So I'm like off the hook for like two months, you know? Yeah, so like this would be like September. I don't have to do this grind thing again right now. I can do it. There'll be another one that in September I can grind and make the one for December or whatever. But yeah, this but one would, this will probably be in September, I think. So are you gonna want to do the August first tier tournament just to stay sharp and get more experience? Well, I'll keep, like, I'll keep playing. It's just you can always play. Like the thing I the, the 
playing for the month isn't really a tournament. It's just playing and getting, you play ranked games, you know, just like you would play ranked games on Call of Duty or something. Yeah, exactly. And so you get your points that way um, and you go up or down the ladder based on how you do. And when you get to another tier, you can't fall out of that tier. So I'll keep playing and like, I'll casually try to make Mythic, but I won't have to, it was like a real mental, like grind. Like there was times where I thought I was going to cry because I would get almost to make it and then fall you know, lose yeah. like three in a row. I'd like win two, lose three, win two, lose three. And just like, there were times where I was like, man, I'm not going to make it. Um, but yeah, I, I probably will. But I, the thing is like the thing that I qualify for is a little bit different cat, uh, format than the thing I'm on. So I need to practice that other format. So I'll probably be playing that other thing for a little bit just to, yeah, just to get sharp, you know? I wonder if it though, like when you go play in for the next month, like you've already secured your spot. So you're going to be able to play a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more loose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not as, not this pressure of like, Oh God, I have to like, cause if I had to do that every month, I probably wouldn't want to play anymore. Cause it's not fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I'll be able to just kind of relax and, and play and have fun. And, and I, I am intimately familiar with the stress of having to qualify for competition. Yeah. And right. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that's, I mean, that's the way weightlifting works, too. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> there's local competitions all over the country, and you use local competitions to qualify for, for higher-level competitions. Yeah. yeah. But the goal is always to lift at the higher-level competition enough weight to pre-qualify yourself for all of the higher-level competitions for the upcoming year. Yeah. And that way you don't ever have to do any local competitions with the stress of like, oh, I got to make the certain total. That's very much how the magic system used to be in paper, which they still have to paper tournaments, but they're not doing them right now because of COVID. But like if you could, they called it making the pro tour. And when you got on the train, it meant that you didn't have to play any more of those small events. Cause you just got yeah. invited to everything. Um, yeah. They've changed it a little bit, but like it, this is kind of, you know, similar to that, but yeah, I'm just I'm just yeah. stoked to have made it because I really want it. It was a goal I made, and I pra- I worked really hard, and I've gotten better. And it's you know the game is Magic the Gathering's important part of my life. So, so that's cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked about it, and I mean I'm gonna try to do well, but you know if I don't do well, I'm gonna try to qualify for the next one. You know, so sure. Well, I mean that's at least my own development in weightlifting was like just the local competitions was enough for me to be like a ball of nerves. Yeah. And then once I got used to competition, I was able to leverage the energy of competition the right way. And then I got to a point where I was strong enough to, to try and qualify, you know, like you get three attempts to snatch and three attempts to clean and jerk. Yeah. And if you, you don't have to make but one of each to make a total. So if you go out there and you lift a certain amount of weight and then you fail the next two reps, it doesn't really matter because you've, you're credited one of each. Well, you know, back in like 2015, 2014, 2015, I was at the point where like, if I did the best that I had ever done before, Mm -hmm on one of on on each of those lifts then i could qualify so i was like going to these local competitions after like about four years of training and competing locally then i was at the point where i was like okay if i set myself up for like my third attempt on each of these lifts to do to match my my training prs then i'll be able to qualify so it was kind of like this like 
go for broke kind of strategy is like, oh, do you try and build up the momentum by having two makes and then going into the third? Or do you just set your opening attempt to be the best and you give yourself three chances to try and do that, you know? And it's so funny now thinking as a coach, I would I would never tell somebody to set their personal best as like their opening attempt and yeah. just take three cracks at it. Like that's just dumb. You know, that's yeah. just like, you know, young man, testosterone, ego driven bullshit, you know, it's just yeah. like not smart at all. But of course I was guilty of it a couple of times um, to, to then get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm tired of doing these local comps. I need to make sure that I'm, as you say, on the train, you know, and I've been able to stay on the train, which I like that phrase, like the past, like, uh, I guess since like 2016, 2017, I I haven't had to use local competitions, um, which makes like, if I do sign up for local competition, it it, it makes them so much more fun because it's stress-free. Yeah. You're just, you're just doing it to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, you learn something every time, you know, um, I think it's really healthy to learn, practice, and test. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how it was when I was surf kayaking, you know? I mean, surf kayak competitions are similar to the weightlifting thing where it's like you get judged on your best two waves, but you can surf 10. So it's like, well, you got to you gotta find a way to get those two best waves out of this 20-minute session, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like practice versus competition and exactly i mean in in practice you know i guess with waves you could say uh you could be a little bit more selective yeah yeah but you've also you've got to force yourself into a context where you have to execute no matter what you're facing yeah ah it's so fun well it's a balance of risks too it's like well oh do i go super hard on this wave i may or may not go hard on it in practice but try to win so gotta go for it 50 50 shot of crashing and burning you know like yeah. <laughs> well, so, so my hype this week is, um, I, I don't know that we've, I don't, I, don't, I guess we haven't talked about Anderson Pack. Yeah, we haven't, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm down. You there? You like, yeah, that was weird. That was my computer making a noise. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with Anderson Pack. I love that song you did with Mac Miller. Dang. Mm-hmm. That's my I fucking love that. I've crushed that song last year. I played that song in the clubs last year. So I, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, a pretty big fan, I guess. Yeah. Like, and uh, I kind of almost maybe a little bit burned myself out on him a little bit um, last year. Um, my friends, those friends that I go to eat dinner with on Sundays, they, um, like, one of them listened to so much Anderson Pack on Spotify that when the new album Ventura came out, they like mailed her a bunch of stuff. <laughs> really? She was in like the top, like, wow. I don't know how many people, but she was in the, in the top even sharper than 1%. Yeah. And so they mailed her like drumsticks and a t-shirt wow, and like, cool. I can't remember what else. And, yeah. um, he was on tour for, I can't remember which one came first, either Oxnard or Ventura. He went on tour and then immediately afterwards he released the other album and he went on tour again. And so the three of us bought tickets to see him in Boston. And then like six months later, we went down to Connecticut and saw him in Connecticut. And, um, the, the show in Boston, we were third row and it was one of the greatest, you know, productions I've, I've seen in a long time. It was really nice to 
see him live and the guy is so talented mm-hmm. and I feel like his music when Malibu first came out P. Kane suggested it to me and I listened to it but I didn't quite connect with it the first time and then like later on that year he messaged me again he was like yo I think you need to revisit this album and I did and I fell in love with it and I didn't stop listening to it for you know I listened to it basically once a day for like a year yeah, you know it's so right. good so much going on in that album you know like on every level like um and he did that tiny desk concert with in connection to malibu so this is like several years ago and that's one of my favorite tiny desk concerts and for those of you don't know npr all songs considered is a radio show slash podcast and bob boylan is one of the co-hosts and he has this desk at the npr offices and the sound engineering of these tiny desk shows where these artists are visiting DC to like perform at the nine 30 club or whatever. They come to his office and they perform anywhere from three to eight songs, but usually the videos that make it to YouTube are only two, three or four songs. Yeah. And it's a stripped down pared down version of the songs because there's not much space, AKA tiny desk. And there has been so many different musicians to sit behind that desk and sing yeah. and play. And, I think that everybody that does one, I I really enjoy it because the sound engineering is so good and mm-hmm. it's such a neat little environment for the you know artists to be in. They usually look like they're having a good time and and so for this Anderson Pack Tiny Desk to be at the top of this pile of content is to for me like really impressive. And I had a friend visiting last night who had never heard of Anderson Pack. Oh, wow. And, and he's like, he's a big hip hop head, but he kind of stops in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He doesn't listen to much current day stuff. And we were talking about various current day musicians and and Anderson Pack came up and he's like, no, I never heard of him. And I was like, okay, sit the fuck down. And I pulled up the uh, Tiny Dust show on the TV on YouTube and I, I just hit play and I did the thing. I was trying to hide it as much as I could. <laughs> Where you just watched him? I just watched him. Yeah. <laughs> you saw your hand on like your, 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 uh, your chin on your hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My fingers laced together sitting on my <laughs> knees and just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool to get to, to like watch him watch it for the first time where he was, I was like, just he this guy's a fucking metronome on the drums like just watch this and it, let it wash over you and he was at the end of it he's like i guess i'm gonna listen to Anderson pack in the car on the drive home now yeah. <laughs> it's like this shit is so good well, there, there's a direct line from like the jazz bass hip-hop of the 90s to him you know like uh trap called quest and far side and groups like that you know yeah, absolutely. Like, and like R and B, but also yeah, he's a good R&B, MC. So, like he's yeah. you know, he's his delivery is yeah. varied and Great awesome. Stuff. Oh, and and my buddy was like afterwards we were like scrolling through because I was trying to find a music video to like show the you know, the more heavily produced side of yeah. his music. And uh he goes, Oh, 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 he's got a it was a um who is the DJ that had lugs? Uh, like his boots you know the he, anyway he was on it wasn't sway in the morning but he was it was like a freestyle yeah on 
some radio show and, and my buddy Jay was like, yo, stop there, stop there. I want to see this freestyle. And it was good too. Yeah, I was like, so nervous because I hadn't vetted the video to see if it was good or not. And uh, it, it, it stood the test. So, all right. So the hype was like turning someone on to Anderson Pack that has never listened to it before. So if you've not listened to Anderson Pack, or even if you do like Anderson, go back and watch that Tiny Desk again. Yeah, because it's still just as good as it was. I'm I'm admittedly you know very young into Anderson Pack. I've not not only scratched the surface, you know. So I need to get more deep into that. I do like his stuff, but you know he's got um, he's it's I think it's just on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um he's I'm I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. It's called Cover Art. Okay. And he um you know, he did this thing where this was back when I think when he was in school. He was in like music school. He, you know, one of the projects, I guess it was maybe for class. It's just a six song EP where he has this written statement about like back in the 50s when you know, black musicians were creating music and it was basically just kind of getting co-opted by white yeah, musicians right, yeah, and then yeah, being yeah. popular. Uh-huh. So he did the, um, he made his own race record basically. And he took six songs that were all white bands mm-hmm. and he performed them himself. So one uh, of the songs is seven nation army. Oh, wow. And he does blackbird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's good. It's yeah. uh so I would recommend like, so he does no worries after that. And then he goes into his own solo stuff. Um, and I like, I think it was like, I was one of those fans that was so into Malibu that when he was releasing the next two albums, Ventura and Oxnard, I was like really expecting another Malibu and it wasn't. And so my initial, response to it was like oh damn i really wish it was another malibu but i only like his old stuff i well i didn't know i don't want to say it like that because i want of course i'm i want any musician to do musically what is going to engage and interest them um and i still played the hell out of those records like I, i you know i had them on for weeks at a time but I have. I, it's easier for me to go back to Malibu than it is for me to go back to one of those gotcha. more. Yeah, yeah. But I recommend going to check out cover art. Cool for sure. I will because it's not. It, ne- it never got the. Uh, I mean, it's not. A, it, it's just on Bandcamp. Yeah, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll check it cool. out. Cool. Next year. What? What's not the? What's not I the say hype? Next year. Yeah, <laughs> a few years. Uh, what's not the hype? All right. So my, you know, my main trade is graphic design, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to do projects sometimes. I get to do a lot of cool projects, and then sometimes I have to do projects that suck. And I mean, I don't have to do them, but if I want to make money, I have to do them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have like opportunities that pop up. This, I, I have opportunities that pop up through a third party where I can design these t shirt designs for these people based on what they want. I crank it out really fast. It's not, the quality is lower. We just get it done, boom, you know, make some money here um, out the door. I don't have to deal with the client directly. I deal with this other person, right? Yep. Well, they brought me this one here, and I'm, I feel comfortable talking about it because I'm not directly dealing with this person. I don't even know what their name is. Um, I usually wouldn't talk about a client or whatever like this. but Sure, of course. So I was brought this. I need you to pull up your Discord so that you can see. I'm going to send you pictures during this, which okay. is going to be great over a podcast, which is a yeah, audio. Yeah, can't game. wait. But, um, 
I'm going to show you what I had to do. So it's this guy. I'm just, I'm just preparing for like a big Johnson. It's this guy. Well, it's this guy who wants this. He, he does a stand up paddle boarding fishing thing. Sure. Okay. And he wants this. Still, still possible. Oh, oh, so it's co-ed naked paddle paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, for I wish. Um, it's uh, it's so take a look at this picture. So, you see the picture. So the, the picture for the listeners is this dude standing on a paddleboard, but he has like crappily cut it out um, to just have the outline. Because what what he wanted was this. This is how no, I explain. No, you're not done describing this picture. Keep going. Well, but he, he's a dude with his hat on backwards, and he's got yep. a fishing pole. And he's standing up on the paddleboard, and the guy who has sent it to me has cut it out. Uh, no, we're not. We're not done. Poor, we're not well, done I'm gonna get, with. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get to that. But he's cut it out poorly, and basically, what he wants is a silhouette, right, of this him standing on this paddleboard, and that's what he used for this T-shirt. Um, the dude. The, <laughs> I not to body shame, but the dude's pretty thick. Yeah, that does, yeah, he, that didn't really strike me as funny. Keep going. He, well, he he got a. I mean, it's got a donk, man. He's got a big old ass, right? <laughs> so he's basically, well, part of the reason his ass looks so big is because he's got his shirt tucked in to a cell phone case that's attached to his belt. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 this is true. And clearly exposing. And he's, not, his, he's not just standing on a paddleboard. He's standing on like what looks like a lawn chair on top of the paddleboard. Well, that's like a that's like a fishing platform for a that's like a, that's a piece of gear, right? So he's standing what, on what? The, Time out. Because here's the thing. All right. Fish, people. This is funny enough that we're talking about fishing. Somebody just my friends, you know, these dear, dear friends of mine, they're going on a fishing trip and they invited me on the fishing trip. And I. I want to go to hang out with them, but I am not trying to go fishing. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I like to what fishing. I don't understand is how, if you're standing, okay, so the piece of fishing gear, the fishing platform that's on top of this yeah. paddleboard raises his body four inches. Right. How is that going to make you fish better? I guess he can see better to, to sneak up on the fish. I don't know. Stink. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to sneak up on him. He clearly looks a really stealthy guy, doesn't he? He's got these Ray-Bans on. He's got his hat on backwards. Like he's got his Oakleys on. That's what he's got. So, I, all right. So, so we've we've painted the picture. This dude wants this silhouette of, the, of him standing, and it's going to look bad because it's a bad photo. It's like I can't, you know, I, I I'll do my best with it, but I have to trace over this photo, and and it's going to look crappy, you know? Sure. Uh, I get the I get the impulse behind what this guy's asking for, and I get that this guy in the photo is in the proper position. Right, but a silhouette never looks a silhouette, particularly for certain things, doesn't work well. Like a bicycle, it works well for because a bicycle is it when you do a silhouette of a bicycle, it's clear what a bicycle is. It has wheels, blah blah blah. Yeah, this thing's just going to look like a. Well, you're gonna see. Silver Surfer. You're gonna see. Yeah, you're gonna look Silver Surfer surfer in the flesh. So I traced it exactly how the photo is, and I'm gonna send you this one, and I just want to see your reaction. So there's several of these. We've refined the design, okay? So I'm gonna send you this one. And this is, I got it done. I, I got I, it's really disappointing that this is a podcast because I what I want is everyone else not just to experience these photos, but to experience them at the same time as, that I'm experiencing. We don't do a video. Po- Did people do video podcasting? Remember when that was a thing? I remember. Yeah, vlog. Yeah. Um. 
So I, I traced it exactly how it was. And this is not me being an asshole or anything. I traced it like this. And then when I realized what I had done, I busted out laughing. So I want you to look at this. <laughs> God, the neck. And the, I already knew the arm was going to be a problem. All right, because for the listeners... The guy is casting a fishing rod with his right arm, and we are looking at him from the left side. And so most of his arm is interrupted by his body. So right in front of his stomach, it looks like a an elephant trunk. <laughs> There's, yeah, his other hand, his other arm, which is just his hand that shows, which looks fine in the picture, it looks like a wiener. <laughs> it like it a looks like old, a belly wiener. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, it's <laughs> And, and I just I and, love it. and it looks like you've gotten inventive with what is on the back of the paddleboard, and it looks like he's got R two D two in the back trying to navigate. Well, he sent me another picture that had the back part, which is like the the motor on it. Yeah, which so, time out, time a fucking paddleboard with the motor, yeah, like dude, just get I, a boat. I don't get it. It's just like a tiny boat, but yeah. But the other thing is, is like, look at that juicy butt. <laughs> <laughs> he. This this dude has a dump truck ass. He does. He's got. Which, I gotta be honest with you. I look at butts all day because the way I evaluate whether or not you got potential as a weightlifter is whether or not you got a big old ass. Yeah, that's that's. I assume that's part of the. You know. So I'm looking at this guy. And I'm you know I'm drooling. I'm saying get let's get him in the weightlifting room. He's got that. He's got that Pixar mom ass. <laughs> Oh boy, she's thick. She, he's thick. He is thick. That's what. He, he, and I'm not talking trash about him. It's just like this is what this dude wanted. It's like, yeah, uh, I would like for it to look like I'm naked on a paddleboard, and that my that my penis exits my belly button. <laughs> so I fixed Please. that, and I took the I took the hand off of it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see here. So I fixed it. I'll show you the fixed one, but it's still terrible. Here it is. I mean, if you fix that hand, surely you could just kind of maybe, you know, trim up the waist a little bit, well, make him give him. It's funny you, you know. say that because he sent me, he took what I did and drew over top of it to show me how he God. wants me to fix it. And I'm about to show you that. So here it is. <laughs> Sure. Now, you know those little uh, statues, that little boy like playing a trumpet that people put in their front yards? Yeah. He's, he's aged himself down about 25 years. That looks like a 10-year-old on a paddleboard. He looks tiny. He's For those of you at home, he is, he is, without telling me, make me look thinner, he has thinned himself out by drawing. Not only that, he's turned his hat from backwards to front. To, to forwards. This is more professional, right? <laughs> He's got the front face of the hat, and he has he has altered the water line on this paddleboard, and to, so now it looks like he is flying on a pencil. <laughs> he, is, he is, and he's drawing these weird lines off the back that look like some kind of jet engine. So it's like he's on a motor, a giant motorized pencil flying through the air. And Silver Surfer in the flesh. And he's like tally hoeing with his with his his pole in his hand. He's like onward. <laughs> yeah my my trusty pencil steed oh, yeah. God. 
So oh, that's what I have to deal with with this, and I have to fix it to make it look like that, and that's that's what some clients want done. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I've heard you for years talk about these nightmare clients. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've done my best. We've been trying to, you know, I mean, obviously we've got a, a bunch of merchandise for the uh, the gym. And every time I go in to talk about it with this uh, graphic designer that looks at the <laughs> club, you know, every time I'm like, don't be that client, David. Don't be the one that's like, well, I want this, but not being specific, yeah. not, you know, like yeah. giving real vague and well, let me try it myself. Well, that's great. But how about all these changes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, that's... that really I'll tell you, you know, we you know, for the listeners, we we delayed a day recording because our schedules didn't work out yesterday and then today it looked like there was a chance we weren't going to be able to record today. I am so glad. <laughs> that I got to see this tonight. <laughs> it is and on top of this, the guy sent me his logo. And I don't know if you know about logo formats, but I need a vector format to make a t-shirt with. It basically can be resized to whatever. He sends me like a JPEG and he's like, he's, I tell the person that sends me the JPEG, the third party I work with, I'm like, Hey, uh, this logo is not gonna work. It's a JPEG and it's not high resolution. The guy writes back and says, uh, it's at least six feet long. And I'm like, it's no, it's not six feet long. It's the size of a postage stamp and it's a JPEG. So like I I'm having to deal with that, and the logo's terrible anyway. If you can imagine that, um, sure. I mean we're not we're not talking about a tastemaker here or anything. No, uh, I mean I think most listeners knew that because he's talking about stand up paddle fishing. <laughs> it's a it's a growing industry. Look at that little. There's a little like engine off the thing he's standing on, like a little yeah motorboat thing off the yeah it's it's uh what he's done is he said you know boats are great and all but i want something less comfortable that i can't store as much stuff on exactly i want a shitty boat i want a a really shitty boat with no sides where i'm at risk of falling into the water constantly yeah i want to be standing up so high on it that it makes my center of gravity too high so that I can sneak up on the fish. <laughs> so I can sneak up on the fish. I was just like, he. I, I, this got sent to me, and I was like, man, somehow he made this thing worse. How's that possible? I don't know. Yeah, so I, I can't I, get over. I, what I hope, what I want for you to do is just crop out the final image that he sent you back. Just the, just the image of his body's silhouette, <laughs> and 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 just so that people could see this little drummer boy leading the charge, <laughs> forward facing he's hat. Like, he's it, it, the way he's done the silhouette too. It looks like a flat cap and not a baseball cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a. It's a five-panel hipster hat. My lady. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's trying to. He's paddleboarding all the way to the fucking craft beer sports store. Trying to get some IPAs. This is. I'm just ashamed to have to work on this thing. It's just like, I don't know. Look, it's all worth it now. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's, it's I'm entertained. Made, made for a good story. I don't know if I can put this in the show notes. I don't want him to find it. No, you can't. No, no, you can't put it. It's going to have to live in the imagination of all seven listeners. I'm sure we've done a great job explaining it to where. Here's the thing. If you want to look at it, maybe email. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Joey can crop it out. And yeah. I might never, never send it back yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what's, what's your not hype? Um, so so I got, uh, you know, there's, you know, look, we got anywhere from 50 to a hundred people that come through the doors of the club yeah. in a given week. And some of those people are not really there to make friends. They're there to train and, and everybody that comes through, I, I enjoy their company, but sometimes there's people that invite me out to do things, but in general, I'm usually so busy that I, I, I feel like I say no yeah, more often right. than I say yes. And I, and I feel really guilty about that because I really do like if some, you know, like I enjoy everybody. And if they're, if they want to spend time with me, like I'd like to spend time with them. And with McKinsey being out of town these two weeks, I've been able to, or I've, at least I've thought that I was going to be more available. turns out I'm not as available as I thought I would be, but mm -hmm. I did have somebody who has invited me out a few times, invite me out. Now this is a guy who when we got to know each other, I learned that he's a pretty serious tabletop gamer. And he has a group of friends who he said, like, when, when we got to talking about board games, I was like, oh, yeah, I love board games. You know, I'm, I, I play. And I thought that I was like, I don't know, decent board game player. Yeah. And then he was like, well, what's your favorite game? I was like, Settlers of Catan. And he scoffed he's at like, me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He looked down his uh, nose. Why didn't you say me? Monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think, look, I think Settlers is the perfect game because there's no way to break the game. You can, it's a new game every time. It's a new board. It's a new set of odds and you have to right. develop a new strategy. It's easy to teach. It's, it's easy to play with anybody. And at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to negotiation. It's not very high level, but I think it's a great game. But he's like, oh, the, the end game is just, can I have some sheep? And so fine, right? And he says that his friends that he's been playing with are a degree above that. And they're higher level gamers. And so they're playing like Cones of Amalar or whatever was uh, Parks and Recreation. Cones of Dunshire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Parks and Recreation. <laughs> so so he, um, he hits me up like, I guess, it, I, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, it was on Saturday. He was like, hey. I think we may be doing a game night if you want to come. Now, this is like the second or third time he's invited me, and I've yeah. I've had to say no. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely, I'm in. Like, uh, I'm free. McKinsey's not here. I can, I can, I can come out and play. <laughs> I was like, Here's the thing. It was Saturday night because I have to wake up at like five thirty in the morning on Sundays, yeah. and Sundays are a really long day for me. So I was like, Look, I'm leaving at nine thirty. Period. And he's like, Oh yeah, we're all old. You know, we, we're done at nine thirty. We'll be we'll be gone by then too. And um, we, so we start playing at six thirty. And this guy likes to fuck with me. Like he, uh, he he sent me an address. Yeah. And I didn't. I just assumed he was hosting it, right? And so he texts me the address. He's like, "It's actually happening." You know, six thirty is when we'll kick it off. And he said, "He said we're gonna meet here." And I said, "What's this place?" <laughs> like for some reason, I was being an idiot. And he goes. Oh well, my dad's a construction, and it's an it's a it's an abandoned house, and people had to leave because they had to foreclose on their house, and I believed <laughs> him, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds like some OC, like yeah. the TV show OC, where Luke and yeah. Ryan have the fight in yeah. the abandoned house abandoned in the spec house, home." Yeah. 
And I was so here I am driving to this neighborhood kind of wigged out. Yeah. Like this is going to be my first time hanging out with people oh, in this COVID era. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. trying to make sure we're staying distant enough. And are we going to play in the garage? Like, are we going to, are we breaking into this house? Like, yeah. what are we, did the neighbors know that we're just like going to occupy this house that, and I pull up and there's a lot of stuff still left in the house. I swear to God, man, I, I was fully duped. I was like, how is there so much furniture in this garage? And I walk in and like people's, people are there and their shoes are off and there's a dog there. And I'm like, wait a minute. The fuck these people brought their dog to an abandoned house. Yeah. And he introduces me to, you know, these people and it's just their house. Like we just went to his friend's house. <laughs> wow. Like, so confused for like yeah. 15 minutes. I was like, what are we doing here? And he was like, what you believe me? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we get to playing and we start out with, Secret Hitler. Have you ever played that? Uh, no, I'm familiar with it though. I mean, I know, I know of it. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty fast paced game. And we played a couple rounds of that. And then they pulled out this game called spheres of influence, Mm -hmm. which imagine a risk board. Yeah. With more going on. Yep. So I've seen that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a round based game. So you earn, turns per round based on how you're playing the game yeah so your your goal is to earn as many turns per round as possible you play six rounds and then it's over and it was like nine o'clock and they were like you want to play this game and i was like sure i've never played it and they were like it's like a it's like a fast-paced version of risk and i was like okay so it's a quick risk yeah. we'll be done fast you know and um i was like i can stay till like 9 45 it's no big deal oh, <laughs> And we get into this game and I'm anxious because I'm the only one there. So there's six of us there and the five of them have been friends since they were four years old. Wow. So here I am, odd man out, number one. Number two, he's represented them as high level gamers. And I'm so I'm insecure in my own abilities and my own strategy. And I'm playing a game that half of them have played before. Yeah. And I'm trying to catch up to what the strategy is and what the gameplay is like. And it's a pretty complicated game. It's not so complicated that I didn't understand it by like round two. Yeah. Um, but there's elements of strategy that take experience. And I'm I'm setting myself up pretty well. And I'm like doubting myself at the same time. And I'm like in second place by round five with a very clear path to victory in my own mind yeah and as we get and and it's and and it's like fucking it's 11 o'clock at night yeah you know and i I told these people like one of one of the players was down to nothing and i was like look as soon as you get knocked out you're taking over my spot and you're finishing in mine and they were like no fucking way we're not going to give her the win you know like they knew that i was in the best position to win and right before my the final turn started, the two guys that were there's like basically one guy in first place, I'm in second place, and there's two guys in third place. And they look at me, and they're like, "You've got to take him out. You've got to." And it <laughs> fundamentally altered my strategy. Yeah. Like I was going to go north, and they told you know they were basically saying you have to go south and east. Yeah. And and for some reason, like I guess I don't know if it was the fact that I was new. And they all knew each other or the fact that I was like second guessing everything because I believed that we were showing up to an abandoned fucking house. But I'd like, 
I got duped. I believed oh, them. Now yeah. they were not wrong, yeah. right? An end game like that, somebody's got to go after number one, or number one wins. But the person that goes after number one usually drops from second to third. Yeah, right, right, right. And so I spent all my resources attacking yeah. this guy to take him out of first place, and then the other two guys just swallowed just, me up. Yeah, you got ripped. So I was like, yeah. I wasn't mad, but I was pissed yeah. that like I didn't trust my own gut and do what I should have done, and then. On top of it, I didn't get home till 1230 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh, going home like three hours later than I wanted to with a with a big old fat which L. You, which you, you know? yeah, you could have, you st- there was hope of winning. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, if I had won, it would have been like, all right, you know, like. One, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty fucking yeah. good at, at board games, you know, like showed up, showed you. them what's yeah. up, you know, I brought you. in the ringer. But, um, the but it was a good time. Yeah. It, it's. It's it's fun when you meet a group of friends that have been friends for a really long time, but they're they're totally cool having you around too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that that Still was neat. They they're fun people. So yeah, they they got you with the rip a dope. They got me. They totally got me. They played me for the fool that I am. All right. I don't have any like hype, hype still out. That sounded like hype though. Well, I mean, it's hype. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's hype, hype, but it's lost. Yeah. I should have. I should have. I should have fucking won that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, my hype still out is, uh, you don't have hype still out. <laughs> my hype still out is the new twilight zone. Um, that Jordan. I thought you already weighed in on it. Did I on a previous podcast? Well, not on the podcast, but I saw your Facebook post. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I'm bringing it up here. So I watched last season was the first season of this new twilight zone. And I'm the, the old twilight zone is one of my favorite pieces of media of all time. Um, I just love it. You know, I love Rod Serling. It holds a important place in my heart. So I was excited when they rebooted it with uh, Jordan Peele. You know, he's the executive producer. Yep. And uh, like his work and, um, and and he's very, he honors it. He definitely is like, there's a lot of tributes to the old episodes. There's definitely, he does the narration like Serling did in the beginning. Uh, season one started out pretty good and then it just kind of went downhill. It just wasn't the quality that it needed to be, you know? And, um, it tried really hard in some ways that like the Twilight Zone's always been about social issues and uh, using metaphors to tell stories about inter- human interaction and prejudice and blah 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 right yep and I'm I'm down with that and I saw a lot of people complaining about oh it's too woke oh it's too this and that and I was like no it's gonna be good it's like that's part of the Twilight Zone and when I was done watching I was like yeah they 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 went a little too hard on these themes you know like they pushed it so hard that it became parody I guess yeah in a lot of the episodes so it was like super heavy-handed um and so i was like really disappointed with season one but then we started watching season two and it's been a lot better because it looks like they kind of like took a step back from trying so hard and they're just kind of like letting the stories breathe you know yep so there's some really good creative stories in this season i'm liking it a lot so but i'm still you know still got like half the season left so we'll (laughs) see if it if it ends on a good note or not I I forgot that I do have a hype still out. It's okay. a minor one, I, and I didn't write it down. So <clears throat> Dan came by to borrow books. Yeah. And I was going through this old – I have this, like, footlocker full of books that are just, like, <laughs> old books, and I thought that I had read them all. Yeah. And I found a book <clears throat> that I got in a used bookstore, but the spine isn't even broken. Or or I think maybe somebody gave it to me as a gift, mm-hmm. as, like, a joke gift. <clears throat> you know the TV critic Alan Seppenwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He wrote a book called Stop Being a Hater and Learn to Love the OC, an unauthorized survival guide for living in the drama-filled good life in Orange County. Are you serious? Yeah. That's a very specific book. And, and you know, historically, you and I love the OC. That's, love the OC. Love the OC. Great show. One of my favorites of all time. So I've, one of the top three pilot episodes of all time, for sure. Oh, great. Yeah, season <laughs> one. One of the greatest season ones of all time. Like I think you're right spectacular i think you're absolutely right season one of the oc is the most story packed season of television that there ever was great and great music wonderful music great performances i mean what are we talking about here we're talking about one of the goats the best tv dads of all time like yeah oh my god eyebrows (laughs) i want want to hang out with seth cohen anyway I haven't done a rewatch of that show in a really long time, but I have a feeling because this book is not, I mean, it's like, you know, it's not very long. Yeah. It's 150 pages. It's a, it's a small book too. It's not like large, yeah. like the pages aren't big. I like could fit in your pocket. So I'm thinking I'm going to give this thing a quick read and then like head back into a rewatch. I want to do a re- Maybe we can coordinate a rewatch because I, I have been wanting to rewatch the show. <laughs> Yo, let's just do a hard left. And turn into what you know, those podcasts where it's like one episode of the podcast yeah, is one episode of the one TV episode. show. It's just like the people who don't like the OC just can't listen to us for like two years. But then we gain like 5,000 followers because we're, we're talking fans. about the OC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of those shows, I think the West Wing Weekly is a really good podcast that covers the West Wing like that. I've been listening to the Super Mario Brothers Super Super Show. Which is is that a that's about every game? No, there was a Super Mario Brothers Super Show cartoon, and it's these two yeah. video game critics. Actually, I think they write for like the Hard Times or something like one of those parody sites. They yeah. they watch every episode like that of this this Super Mario Super Show that was in the nineties, and it goes through each episode and does a critical right. analysis of it. It's, Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Well, stay tuned, listeners, because uh, you might need to get your DVD box set at the OC. Yeah, I've got mine still. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, I'll look it, into I that. I think it is streaming on. There, there's some service that's streaming on that I have. We should. So we'll have it's on Hulu. I think. What's the, what's the hype? What's not the hype? Hype's still out. What you've been consuming and this week on this the week, OC. The OC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Totally down. It's not even a hesitation. Yeah, for sure. I need to get that book too so I can read it as well. Yeah, you probably can't find it. There's probably only like 10 of them out there. (laughs) (laughs) I can mail it to you when I'm done. Yeah, do that. Um, What you been consuming? So two albums came out this week. And it's it's funny. Um, So one of them is is Krungbin, um, spelled K H R U A N G B I N. So like Kruangbin yeah. is how most people like initially try to pronounce it, but I think it's just Krungbin. Um, have you are you familiar with them at all? No. Okay. So <clears throat> there's a guy that plays a mean guitar from Houston, and he, he made friends with this woman who was learning how to play bass, and he grew up playing music in church with a guy that plays drums. Yeah. And they're all kind of like record collectors and they're pretty eclectic in their music taste. And they, they like on their website, if you plug in like a flight that you're about to take, they have an algorithm that will create a playlist for you to listen to. And it's all like every time I've done it, it's all music that I've never listened to before. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty like kind of funky, 
groovy, but also kind of ambient and psychedelic, but a lot of dub influence too. Like they made a whole dub record of one of their other records that they had released. And I think that their music is really good and it's a, it's a fucking vibe for sure. And, and so they have a new album that came out this week uh, called Mordecai and I started listening to it. And then this other album came out by this female musician named Becca Mankari and her album is called the greatest part. And the, the, the funny thing of these two albums being released on the same day is that two years ago at the Newport folk festival, Krungbin was playing a set and then Becca Mankari started playing her set at a a different stage, like 15 minutes before the Krungbin set was over. Yeah. And all the guys that I go to Newport with, they're like stands for Krungbin. They, yeah. they were like, we were there early to make sure that we had good seats. We yeah. wanted to be as close as possible. And we're, we're vibing with it. It's a really good set, but I'm desperate to see Becca Mankari as well, because she was in one of these really smaller stages with only like a hundred people able yeah. to sit in there. And so I was like, fellas, I'm sorry. I got to leave early. I got to make a choice. These are the tough choices you have to make at a music festival. You know, like, am I going to finish this set or am I going to catch the next one? And so I was the only one that left. And right when I left, like, like two minutes after I left, uh, Krungbin transitions into this like nineties hip hop instrumental medley. Yeah. Which was incredible. And And you can find it like the, you know, that was a part of their touring yeah, set yeah, was yeah. to break into that medley. So you can like, you can go on and, and I'll try, I'll actually, I'll go find it and I'll send it to you. Cause I think, I think that's a great way for you to kind of like, tr- like listen to the band for the first time. Yeah. Um, and so these guys are like texting me as I'm, you know, as I'm sitting, you know, like third row for Becca Mankari, like really excited. And they're like, you got to come back. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just like just so happens that both of these, you know, musical acts release an album on the same day. And I like Becca's stuff. I think it's really good. And this this new album of hers is is a departure from where she used to be. And it is in the best way possible it's so interesting and um i haven't even like i haven't fully digested the album yet but there's and and as you know i listen to music first and lyrics second but she's the way she delivers her lyrics are very easy for me to listen to them and hear them uh very quickly and i don't know man it's it's really good i i don't even really know how to categorize her I i don't know that i need to but um, yeah, that new album, the greatest part is, is one that's on regular rotation right now. And, and I put, I put the initial song from that album on the playlist and I put one of the Krungbin songs on the playlist as well. Okay. I'll check it out. Sounds good. Yeah. What about you? Cool. Uh, well, I've been listening to that Wu Life album that you suggested. And I really like it. Hell yeah. Um, I can't, I wish I could understand. I'm very lyrics first and music second. Um, and it's hard to understand what that guy's saying. It's impossible to it understand. Hard, what he's but saying. I like it. it, it it's got a, a groove to it, you know. So yeah, it's it's good. I haven't play, I've been having it playing in the background when I'm like do it playing magic or doing something else, you know. And it's 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 cool. It's a cool album. Ninja T shouted us out, and he he's like, "Hey man, like that Wu Life album." Yeah, Zell hit me up yeah. on that one too. Yeah. I was, when you were talking about Zell earlier, I I couldn't remember which album he had yeah. 
you know, messaged me about, but he was digging that. No, I dig it. Um, I haven't listened to a lot of music this week, but I did listen to that. Um, we were watching some movies. We watched Pan's Labyrinth, which I had never seen before. Yeah, I me neither. By Guillermo del Toro. And uh-huh. um, that's my girlfriend really loves that that movie. She's always like, let's watch it. But I have to be in a real specific mood to watch something with subtitles. Yeah. Uh, because I'm such a slow reader that it's really hard for me to focus on a movie and read the subtitles. Um, but I felt good about it. Watched it. Loved it. It was just beautiful, stylistic film. Very sad. Don't watch it if you need to be in a good mood. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good fantasy film. Um, and then we watched another film that's one of her favorites, Bandits. A little known film from the early 90s. I mean, for the early 2000s with uh, Billy Bob Thornton and... Bruce Willis in it. Okay. Where they play bank robbers. So like a poor man's sneakers. Yeah, kind of. Um, it was good. It was uh, the, the, the Billy Bob Thornton is a fantastic actor. I love him and most things he then, you know, um, she's been watching this show Goliath and I watched some of that with her just kind of when I'm in the room and he's in yeah. that. It's a it, Amazon thing. And, um, I think that's what got her like, Hey, we should watch bandits. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Enjoyed it. Sweet. It's comedy. I mean, it's like funny, but it's got... Um, who else is it? It's in, oh, Kate Blanchett, one of her early roles. She's oh. in it as well. Um, yeah, so I recommend that. I'd never really... I'd heard the name of that movie, but I never knew anything about it before. And then the other thing that we have... We have a Switch, right? I mentioned that before. Yeah, and so we I found this collection of games called Clubhouse Games, and it's like this collection of fifty something board games from all over the world. Uh huh. And it's all in like it's kind of mini game style, so it's like you can pull up a game, play one, and and then you go back out to the lobby and play the other one. But it's got backgammon on it, it's got chess on it, it's got um, Yahtzee, it's got a really cool dart game that's like you know, Wii Sports style where you hold the little controller thing and throw it at the TV, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got like slot car racing and a bunch of stuff. So we've been playing that and that's been pretty fun. That just came out like a couple weeks ago. I think they talked about it on the Giant Bombcast that I listened to about video games. Yeah, so that's, that's what we can see. You still stick with the Giant Bombcast? I do. I listen to them. Not every week. Like, I'll go for months when I don't listen to them, and then I'll go back, especially if something big happens in gaming. Um, and I, I listen. I love their uh, end-of-the-year podcasts every year um, where nice. they go through all the games. Um, it usually <laughs> takes me a solid month to get through that because it's several hours for each one of those. Um, they also have a they have a spinoff show called the, the Giant Beast Cast, which is the East Coast Giant Bomb team. Uh-huh. And I listened to that too. What was that old podcast about video games? Like the first podcast we ever listened to with those four Robert Ashley was was right? Was the, it the, there was like four different guys. It was a one up show. The yeah. The, we can confirm, I think it was, was it? It was the one up show, wasn't it? It was the one up show was the video show that they had. What was it called? I still follow that guy one of those guys on Twitter. Garrett. Like he wound up like making music afterwards. Yeah, uh, that was a life well wasted, right? Oh my god! But we listened to 
there was podcasts <clears throat> before that on the One Up Network. We listened to several of those, and then the Life Well Wasted was the that was like one of the early deep dive journalistic podcasts I ever listened to. But it was just about video games. He only did like five episodes. Yeah. Good God, I want to go back and listen to that. I have the poster you got me from one of those episodes that he sold a poster for, and I have it here at my house. Yeah, I mean, it was the first really good podcast. Like, it was like its own thing. It wasn't... Yeah, you did one of the episodes was about pinball, and it went all through the history of pinball, and like... It's Robert rich. Ashley, that's Robert his name. Robert Ashley, yeah, he has uh, Return to Shanghai. It's his band that he had forever, but... Yeah, they made they made a poster for each of the seven podcasts, yeah. and then he stopped. And he just dropped off the face of the earth. Uh, well, he's still on Twitter. Like I'll still see him on Twitter yeah. every now and again. But but yeah, this was <clears throat> holy crap! And these posters, I'm looking at these posters right now. They're <clears throat> they're really cool. Yeah, yeah, I have the one you got me. That might for, for Christmas one year you got me. What a what a great gift! It what was a really thoughtful, friend. really thoughtful. Yeah, it's in my bathroom. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I the funny thing is, I think a bathroom is a cool place for a piece of art. Oh, yeah. The only problem is uh, the shower potentially ruining it with the steam, you know, but. Well, yeah. Wah, I, wah. I have a, um, so the artist, so do you remember that toy machine skate video? Um, called jump off a building yeah there was a short animation of some of the characters that ed templeton had created those aliens with like the snorkels on the yeah, top of their yeah. heads mm-hmm. one of them like murders the other one and then it like just like pans out as one of them's bleeding out yeah the artist that created those that like did the actual drawings was selling original cells are you serious wow yeah and i and wow. i got I got two of them, uh, one for a friend as a gift because I'm so thoughtful, obviously. But the other one I got for myself and it's hanging in the, like the downstairs bathroom. That's like, just, there's no shower in it. Yeah. And it's like one of my favorite pieces of art in this house. That's and cool. it's like a little Easter egg yeah. for just, you know, like yeah. I, I can only imagine what people are like, cause like odds are nobody really knows what that is. Right, you, you know, get it there's framed? not that is many people in like that a floating that, frame or something. You know, what's that? Is it framed in like a floating frame or something? It's 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 professional. I got it professionally framed, so it's like matted and it's behind you know like museum glass or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like I, <clears throat> I can only imagine like <clears throat> my mom going to the bathroom and just like staring at this snorkel headed oh. alien. Yeah. <laughs> like orange <laughs> alien. Like what is this in my son's house? It's hentai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tentacle porn. Tentacle porn. In the bathroom. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, you know, all right. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> this has been, I don't want to like their old stuff. You can find us online at IOLTOS.com or anywhere podcasts are served. <laughs> Just not Dogcatcher or Overwatch. Yeah, don't, don't use any of those shitty services. <laughs> All right. We out. i
Thanks.